Welcome to The Vault. Tune in every week to unlock the marketing secrets of some of the fastest growing businesses. You'll hear practical tips, strategies, and case studies that will help you build incredible marketing campaigns for your business. And now, here's your host, Stacey Keogh. Welcome to The Vault Podcast. A quick reminder to book your ticket to my upcoming one-day workshop, the Content Creation Kickstarter. If you need help planning your content strategy and want to get stuck in and actually start creating great content, then this is not to be missed. Check the show notes for more details. On today's show, I'd like to introduce my guest, Susan Payton, who is a storyteller. The moment Susan took a deep breath and shared her own story, warts and all, with 1,500 business owners, is one that she'll never forget, as it changed her business, and she would go as far as saying her entire life forever. Giving an honest and open account of her personal ups and downs, her successes and epic failures resonated so strongly with her audience, and what happened next led to a major pivot in her own journey. Susan quickly realized her calling was to help other businesses share their story, and in fact, she was soon being asked to coach, consult, teach, and work for entrepreneurs and businesses who saw the power of creating meaningful connections with their audience through great storytelling. As the founder of The Business of Stories, Susan's passion is helping business owners to articulate their value and ensure they are speaking to the right people with the right message and a great story. Susan recently co-authored the Amazon number one bestseller, Fit for Purpose Leadership, with a chapter entitled, Why Great Leaders Need to be Great Storytellers. I'm really pleased to have Susan on the show this week. So listen in and let's open the vault that is Susan Payton's storytelling adventure. Welcome, Susan, to today's show. Hi, Stacey. Lovely to be here. Good. How are you? I'm good. I'm really good. Thank you. Very pleased to have you here today. I'm really excited about your business. I can't wait for you to tell us a little bit more about it. Before we get to that, I'd love to know a bit more about your background and actually what led you into becoming this storyteller and starting your business, the business of stories. Okay, cool. Well, I I, mean, I literally got to the point where everything I'd done, every experience I'd had, everything I'd trained in and and learned about and read about and talked about just kind of made it the most obvious thing for me to do. You know, it just kind of leads you to a point where you think, I can't quite believe that it's taken me so long to realise that this is my thing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, sure. But my background's in media and events and property, and I'm going to show my age now, but long before the term VA ever even existed, I used to offer flexible PA services to celebrities. So my first ever client was Chris Tarrant, um, who actually stayed a client for 23 years. I couldn't get rid of him. Wow. Um, but I used to run events, I used to do charity balls, I used to do golf days, I had my own property portfolio. So life was manic, but it was good. I was a single mum, but I worked really hard. We had a lovely home, we had a nice car, we had great holidays, we had a lovely life. And then as in, you know, all good stories, (laughs) it all came crashing down, as it does. The bottom fell out of the property market and 
literally out of my world really I mean I just I suddenly overnight ended up about 250,000 pounds in debt I had five properties in negative equity I mean I was drowning absolutely drowning and really stressful time um it actually made me very ill I'd been probably running on adrenaline for a long time anyway so I was probably heading for some kind of fall but literally that was kind of just the tipping point and my body just went enough and I ended up with ME chronic fatigue and really struggled through the next few years and took me quite a while to get my health and my life back on track back on track yeah was that sort of during the recession was it or yeah yeah yeah. so that was kind of 2007 2008 yeah when it it's not uncommon is it which is really sad you know I've actually quite a few people I've had on the podcast already have really similar stories so which is comforting now 10 years later Um, but not it was... that year that kind of year 2007 going into 2008 there are so many people who you know something changed something really big changed you know so many people in their stories I've heard them say around that time you know things, things shifted yeah it's one of those things that I don't know if maybe I was I don't I don't really feel like I saw it coming I felt like it was very out of the blue and I I think I've, I may have told you before I've, I had three redundancies during that period so I think it was just you know I've had this conversation with many people before where it's just been a, it was a really difficult time and I was on my own I was a single mum I had mortgages you know five mortgages yeah goodness <laughs> um, yeah really 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 stressful time I mean luckily a few things happened I met my husband Mm. who was actually a farmer down in West Sussex so how I met him is a whole nother story on (laughs) on its own but I ended up leaving London becoming a farmer's wife wow had another baby in my 40s so my two girls have got a 17 year age gap um and I discovered something called the lightning process so it's a three-day training program for people with chronic fatigue or anxiety or depression or, you know, just kind of people who are just stuck and they just don't know how to. And 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 it's things that kind of the medical profession can't really help them with, you know, other than give them some pills or something. So I did this training and it was amazing. I mean, it was absolutely life-changing. And I actually went off and trained to be a practitioner. So I spent the next couple of years whilst having a baby and everything else, training in advanced NLP and hypnotherapy and life coaching. And I actually became a licensed practitioner myself and and spent the next couple of years kind of running those courses. So helping and training and coaching people with those conditions. But then I got to a point which would have been kind of end of 2013. And I thought, okay, kind of what what do I want to do now and we decided we went off to New Zealand for a month and had an amazing month um just traveling around New Zealand which hey, is my homeland oh is it yes. I, 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 you were, yeah no we absolutely loved it I mean my husband would love to move there it's his dream to have mm, a farm in New yeah, Zealand yeah it's a beautiful place to have a farm that's for sure yeah yeah so I, I had a really nice you know month away and kind of came back and And I thought, right, what do I want to do next? And I really wanted to find something where I could use all my experiences and, you know, all these kind of lessons I'd learned along the way about business and about money, but also about looking after yourself and, you know, use my coaching skills and and all of the other things. And 
I started to build a community for women in business. So, and particularly mums who were kind of feeling the challenges of trying to run a business and be there for their family and look after themselves and all of those things. And I, I started to build this community. I wanted to add value. I wanted to make a difference, but I wasn't sure really what what that was going to look like. But I kind of thought you know, I'll, I'll get the community together and I'll start seeing where can I help? Where can I add value? Where, you know, where does all my skills and my experience, you know, where can I really make a difference? So I, I started offering quite general kind of coaching. So, you know, knowing what I know now, I didn't have a niche, I didn't have, you know, all of those things. But I did start to work with a few business owners. And I realized quite quickly that a lot of them were really struggling with just how to articulate what they do, who they are, why they do what they do, who they do it for, you know, and just and just kind of have that in a really nice, clear, concise and compelling message. And time and time again, I found myself saying to them, let's just go back, like, just tell me your story. Tell me what's led you here. You know, let's just start joining up the dots and And, you know, I see now that that's really key foundational work. But, you know, people don't necessarily take the time to do that. So I'd help them just start unpacking their story and let's work out why you you do what you do. And, you know, but not just kind of ask them the question. If you go back through people's story, the values jump out at you. You know, you, you start to see you know you you can join up those dots and you start to see why they do what they do you know and then a lot of the time I'd say to them why aren't you telling that story that's that's an amazing story and they're like I don't know I never thought is it it just that people don't they don't understand the importance of it or how it can help the business what's the biggest challenge do you think I think people just they don't they're worried it's not interesting they don't think it's interesting to other people you know but it is because no one else has led your life and no one else has had those experiences and it is interesting to other people especially when you can see how it kind of all joins up and you know you haven't just picked your values off of a list of 50 that somebody's given you they've jumped out of your story you know we can see why those things are important to you and why you stand for what you stand for and why you do what you do and around the same time I kind of thought actually do you know what I need to tell my story because I've built up this community and I'm coaching people but I haven't really told my story in the group so I did and I gave a very kind of honest and open account of what happened and the ups and the downs and the you know how I'd kind of got through it all and and I can honestly say it's probably in terms of my business the most powerful thing I've ever done. That's just because you were you were just being completely transparent and and laying out all the flaws and the hardships and all that kind of thing and it just helped people to relate to you? People just yeah just immediately started connecting you know people were contacting me you know even into the early hours of the morning you know and it went on for days but people were contacting me thanking me for sharing people would tell me a bit about their story you know they'd, they'd start asking me if they thought I sh- they should share their story you know people started telling their story in the group it started to become a bit of a thing in the group people were saying I've never ever told anybody my story wow Wow, I love that. It's starting a little viral, trending kind of thing happening. So where was this community? Where was this hosted? Online. online. It was, I mean, I'd originally created an all singing, all dancing website with forums and everything. And then I realized that actually all people wanted was a Facebook group. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> so I could have saved myself a lot of money. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was all in. It was all in the Facebook group, and you know, just, it, people who'd been in there for months suddenly were saying, coming out the, the blue and saying, you know, I've been in your group for months, but I've just heard your story, and you know, I really can relate to it. And one of my biggest realizations immediately was, do you know what? My story wasn't even about me. It's what they relate to. It's how they relate it to their story. It's what they take from it. It's how it makes them feel. You know, it's a it's a co-creation. And actually, when you tell your story, you need to it's not about shining the light on you. It's about turning it around and shining it out. And it's the people that it will touch it's the people that will relate to it it's the people that will make them go into their story in their head they're the people who will connect with your story for you is that when you decided right this is a business or was it not did that not quite happen then when did when did the business of stories I was still banging on about story the whole time uh, and actually thinking, actually, you know, when I coach somebody now, instead of it, it just being a conversation at the beginning, I'm going to make it the whole kind of first, you know, step of the process is to unpack all this stuff. So I was kind of realizing that, that there was something there and there was something I could help people with. And also, you know, thinking back, I was thinking I've always loved writing. You know, I loved English. I, lo- I loved, um, you know, I loved storytelling with both my kids it's always I've always read about it it's always something I've been interested in it's stuff I've done throughout my you know when I was working when Chris Tarrant was a client he was on Capital Radio Um, any of your listeners that are in London might remember Capital Radio he was he did the breakfast show for many years and I used to write up all his a lot of his stories a lot of his silly kind of stories I used to search (laughs) websites in America for you know silly kind of and I used to do all of that so so I you know um so it was all, like I said, it was all kind of coming yeah, together. everything was happening over a period of time and you just hadn't quite connected those dots. I think it's amazing. I think a lot yeah, of people... The absolute aha moment, and I remember it, you know, so clearly, was I went to the uh, university, we've got the University of Chichester, and I was talking to the guy there that kind of heads up the business um, hothouse program, I think they call it, for, for startups. And I was talking to him about what happened and he said, oh, you know, I really get it. I, You know, I've read... Simon Sinek start with why you know I get the whole storytelling thing and um, in fact I want to include like a whole workshop I, I want it to be part of the uh, workshop in the syllabus next year and I said oh that sounds amazing like can you let me sneak in the back and watch you know <laughs> he was like well I was kind of hoping you'd be at the front you know delivering it oh amazing like, oh my god and it was that moment I remember like my heart tingled you know going down yeah. that thing oh my god that's my thing like this is a thing mm. I can go out and and just do this and I realized you know that is I could it's where I could add massive value is where I could make a difference and you know the funny thing is as well I came home and I looked at my bookshelf and I'd re- already read you know Storyteller's Secret and Start With Why and Talk Like Ted I'd read them all it's all stuff I'd always been interested in so when once I'd had that moment then it all happened very quickly. I put a talk together, I put a website up, I created my process. And I literally went from business coach with no niche, you know, struggling to kind of work out what, how I could help people to digital storyteller, coach, trainer, 
consultant, being asked to speak, run workshops, you know, even co-author a book. Yeah, crazy. <laughs> As you know, and being invited onto podcasts. So, yeah. <laughs> that's brilliant. <laughs> so tell us a little bit more about the business of stories because that's the name of your business. And so what, for example, you would go in and work with a, uh, a business now or, a, or an entrepreneur or something like that. And what sort of things would you do with them or what sort of service offerings, I suppose, do you have? Yeah, well, I have I have the kind of done do-it-yourself. So I've got like kind of the three Bs and some online training. I've got the do-it-with-me, which is more of a group coaching program. But, but my real core product is my full done-for-you, which is where I would go in, work with a business, work with an entrepreneur, and we would start unpacking the three main stories. So I've got a kind of a, a Venn diagram on my homepage that's got the three stories, which is your personal story, your business story and your customer story. So, you know, the real kind of personal story, what led you here, why you do what you do, what you stand for, or, or the founder's story. Then the business story, why does your business exist? Who does it exist? Why should anyone care? And what difference does it make? And where's it going? And all of those things. And then there's the customer story, which is critical, absolutely critical. People tend to leave that out. I know. I was just going to say that. I'm so glad that you include this because I feel like it's the one thing that businesses, for whatever reason, just skim over. And all they're talking about is what they deliver and what they, why they exist and what they do. And I'm like, hello, customers. Yeah, like, exactly. Which is why I get people making comments like, you know, oh, but nobody cares about me. You know, and, you know, I, I hear people saying people don't care about you. They only care about themselves. And that's true. <laughs> that is true, which is why you do need to absolutely know the customer story and when I'm working with a client I literally write the customer story you know what's going on for them what's going on in their lives what's going on in their head what you know so that we can see where the business the brand fits into their story so we really unpack the customer story and then we're looking for that kind of sweet spot in the middle because now you know who you're speaking to you know which bits of your story are going to resonate you know you know what your business stands for you know who you want to attract and it's such such foundational stuff and once you get clarity on all of that then you can really start to create great content that really speaks to your ideal client and and speaks to their goals and their dreams and what they're trying to do and where they're trying to get to and and how you can help them get there Uh, and that is the kind of skill that is the tricky bit it is your story but it is about them you know it is how they relate to it how why it's relevant to them does it move them does it inspire them does it you know is do they feel connected to you from hearing it and does it make them feel like you'd get them you understand where they're at you understand where they're trying to get to and you're the person that can help them get there that's what they want to know that's amazing i have so many questions so customers <laughs> customer story so i assume in order for you to uncover this you must have to your clients must need to understand who they're actually trying to attract right so uh, working in marketing i find that a big challenge working with businesses sometimes they don't really have a defined idea of exactly who their customer is so how do you overcome that if you went into a you know one day service where you're going in to develop the story and they really don't have that clarity or is that some work that they would need to do in advance of you going in and running that workshop yeah I certainly get them thinking about it before I go in and then we might need to do some research we might need to um, I mean there's all sorts of kind of ways of of getting 
clearer on it, you know, looking back. I, sometimes I speak to past clients that they've worked with um, to get a real feel of, you know, what was their story before they worked with them? What were they looking for? What was the problem? What, what had they tried? You know, so quite often I'll go back and actually do some research myself and speak to clients. If the business owner himself is, is or herself is not entirely sure who that ideal customer is, then I'll just work through that with them and we'll just start to, you know, hone in on, and, and it's not so much, you know, what do they read and where do they shop? It's it's really, kind. Of, you know, that empathy map, it's kind of what do they see? What do they feel? What, you know, what's going on? They're lying in bed at night. You know, what's the dialogue going on in their head and, and where are they trying to get to? How do they want to be seen? How do they want to be seen by their colleagues and their peers or in their industry? Or, you know, what are they trying to, where are they trying to get to? It's all of those things. So I just work through it with them. And sometimes I do make people just pick a horse and ride it. Well, there must be things that kind of come out of it. If you choose one sort of niche or one persona of a customer, then you work on that. And obviously you, you could have, I, presumably you could have multiple stories depending on, who, you know, who you're targeting. Um, but you've got to start somewhere, don't you? <laughs> yeah. And I always say aim for the bullseye. So you're going to be, you aim for the bullseye. You aim for the absolute dream, dream client. You're going to get people on the periphery. You're going to get people that go, oh, I see that you do such and such. Can you help me? You know, you're going to get that. You're not, people are so scared that we're going to frighten everybody else off that's right but what you want you want to aim for the bullseye you know because when you're creating your story and your brand story and your website and your messaging and your marketing you've got to know who you're speaking to and you know you can't chase two rabbits at the same time you, you just got to and if you get it right you know and you the more specific you are the more you niche, the more you become an expert, the easier it is for people to talk about you, the easier it is for people to refer you. You know, it's once I think once people see the value in it, once people realize actually, you know, the benefits of really being clear on who you're speaking to and speaking to that person, they, and they realize that that person's going to start showing up, then then they're open to doing the work. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Okay, so talk to me a little bit about some great brands. Like, who's out there that that does storytelling really well that we'd be familiar with? There's the Apples and the Virgin and, I mean, Innocent Drinks. You know, people, whenever I say, you know, who do you think of when when I talk about brand stories, people always say Innocent Drinks, you know. And we all know the story of kind of the founders and how it all got, you know, how they went to a music festival. And we, we all know that story. But actually, 20 years on, storytelling still sits very much at the heart of everything they do. I mean, if you go to their website now, it's packed full of stories from, you know, pencil drawings of ideas they've had for packaging that they've never used through to letters and and pictures that people send in from their customers and everything. They're brilliant storytellers. But I also like to talk and actually, you know, I do a weekly story um, that I send out to, oh, I think you get it, don't you, Stacey? I do, yes. <laughs> I've been a very, I'm a long time subscriber of your email. Yeah, absolutely. And I like to highlight the, the brands that are not the well-known ones because otherwise people start to say, well, you know, it's all right for Apple and it's all right for Innocent Drinks because they're big brands and they can employ writers and they've got content creators and they've got big marketing budget and, you know, but what about little old, old me? So I like to highlight the brands that I come across, you know, that are doing it really well. And 
A really great example, actually, is earlier in the year, I went to, my dad lives in Salisbury, went to visit him, and we're strolling around a kind of indoor market, real kind of arty crafties, lots of lovely, you know, candles and scarves and artwork and painted glass and all sorts of things. And I got to this stall and I was looking at the stuff on it and it was really pretty and packaging was lovely. But I thought, no, I'm not going to spend any money. (laughs) I don't want to spend any money today. I'm going to move on. But just as I was about to move on, I saw they had a little kind of plaque on the table and it said, it only takes a moment to create a moment. And I looked up and it was a young couple standing there with their son. And I started chatting to them. I said, oh, that's really nice. Kind of what's what's that all about? And they said that a couple of years ago, they'd gone through a really, really tough time as a family. They'd, they'd been through some quite big challenges um, for all, all sorts of, you know, personally and professionally. They just went through a very challenging time. But she said, you know, we we came out the other side. And when we did come out the other side and we looked back, And we thought, how did we get through that? We realised that it was the little moments that kept us going as a family, you know, just like the smile or the hug or the, you know, your loved one bringing you a cup of tea or giving you a foot rub or running your bath or, you know, your little kid coming, bringing a flower in from the garden or whatever. It's those little moments that you just, that you're there for each other. And she said, we realised that we handled all that big stuff that was being thrown at us because of those little moments that got us through it. And it's kind of the whole ethos now of their business was about just cherishing those little moments and taking a moment to let someone else know that that you're thinking about them. But the thing is, and here's the thing, while they were telling me this story, I kind of I looked across the room because my husband and my daughter were on, on another stall looking at something. And I suddenly really kind of got this overwhelming sense of you know just gratitude that I've got such a loving family and that we all support each other and we're all there for each other I actually felt a bit emotional and you know they kind of finished telling me the story and 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 I looked down at the table again and I thought actually do you know what there is a couple of things here that I'd really like to get and I did buy them (laughs) and I was thinking about it I was thinking about it on the way home and I thought you know it was their story that they made me think about my life. They made me think about my story and my family. And that created a bond. That made it a story that I could relate to. And it created a connection. And I actually ended up going home. I went onto their website. I actually wanted to see if they were telling the story on the website. And they were. But while I was on the website, I saw something. And I thought, oh, do you know what? I'm going to send that to my sister because she's been through a bit of a hard time. And, you know, I'm going to. So I bought something else off the website. And then I did a blog about it. And then I started telling people about it, you know, and the only difference to everybody else in that market that day is that they told me a story. They told your story, yeah. I think the thing is that's so powerful about that is it has, you have built up that connection with them, you remember them. Every time, whatever those items were that you purchased from their stall, every time you see them, you're going to remember that story. It's going to resonate with you. And then you are more likely to tell people about it. Yeah, yeah, it made me feel something, you know, it it, it made me feel good. It, you know, it made me think about my family. It made me treasure those moments. Made, you know, just every, and it was a tiny, it took them two minutes to tell me what they told me. And they really didn't tell me very much, but they told me enough to create that connection. And that's what storytelling is about. Yeah, brilliant. How does a business begin? So you've talked to us a little bit about, you know, you need a personal story, there needs to be a business story, and there needs to be a customer story. And presumably, you're sort of 
perhaps weaving those together to create, you know. Yeah, it's just it's it's then kind of getting it all together and going, okay, right, you know, now so now we know who I mean, to be honest, the story starts to write itself. The story starts to become clear if you take the time to really unpack this stuff. So, you know, again, when you get to the customer story, if we've already gone through your own story and we've worked out, you know, the what's important to you and your values and what you stand for, what's led you here, joining up all the dots and we and we've talked about your business and why you created it and what you want it to do and what difference you want it to make in the world and you know what's that movement you want to start or what's that big thing, what's your big why? By the time we've done all of that, it's much easier to identify who actually is that person that I can deliver all this value to, you know, who is the person that's going to relate to this story? Who is the person that's going to resonate with this? And that's when we start to get really clear on the customer story. So then it's okay. So now we know what kind of story we we want to tell them, you know, because we know what their story is. We know what's happening for them. We know what's going on for them. We know what problems they've got, what, you know, where they're trying to get to. Um, I don't know if you've come across Donald Miller's book, The Building a Story Brand. No, I haven't, but I will check it out. I've based my seven steps for creating a killer band. It's kind of based on, it's a, like a adaptation of his seven steps in that book, which is very much that, you know, the customer is the hero of the story and, you know, it, it's about them. It's not what you make. It's, it's what you help make happen. It's, it's not what you do. It's what you help your customers do. It's, it's all about them. So, it's creating that narrative that shows them that you understand where they're at, you understand where they're trying to get to, you understand what's stopping them. You know, you can be that guide, you can be that um, guide that's going to help them take their hand and help them get to where they want to get to. So the story, yeah, starts to kind of be, once you put all those pieces together and then use a kind of a framework to start to, to create the story out of that. But but you've got all the pieces. It's a bit like I often use the an analogy of Lego. We get we empty all the Lego pieces on the table, then we kind of sort them out, see what we've got, you know, put them into the right categories, see, put everything put everything out there. Then we can start to build some structures. Then we can start to say, okay, you know, we need a bit of this and a bit of that, and this is gonna this is gonna work, and this is, and we can start, and then we can cut away all the stuff we don't need, which is again, you know, a lot of people think that they've got to you know they're worried that they don't know how much story to tell and how deep do they go and how much do they put in there and how much background do they give and you know but you can sort of cut all the clutter away when you can really focus on who am I talking to and how am I going to help them what am I going to help them achieve how am I going to help them go and win the day so tell that story so that narrative that you're talking about in terms of, because all stories follow a journey, don't they? I yeah. think we see it in all kind of big picture films and, and all over the place. Um, so how, and you're saying, for example, you would make the customer the hero of the story. So then presumably me as the business or you as the business are the person who kind of guide them in the right way. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, so, you know, if you think about the hero's journey, is that kind of story of, you know, you've got your hero and they're trying to get somewhere, they're trying to achieve something, they're trying to be someone and they can't do it on their own. They've got some obstacles to, to overcome. They've got some some challenges that there's some things in the way, you know, no, no journey is a straight road. There's going to be crossroads. There's going to be ups. There's going to be twists and turns and they're going to have to work through this to, to get to where they want to get to and achieve what they want to achieve and be the person they want to be. So, 
your role, you know, in your marketing and in your message and in your storytelling is to show that that you can help them get there, that you're like the the guide, the the sage, the, you know, the mentor, the coach, the whatever, but, but that you by telling your story and by um, talking about what you do and, and everything else, you can show them that that you can help them get to where they're trying to get to. We're all on this journey. We're all trying to get somewhere. You know, we're on we're on the big one big journey, but also we we're on millions of little journeys all the time. Every time we want to achieve something and we don't know how to do it, we go on the internet looking for some guidance. We go we we look for people to work with. We look for someone that can help us get to where we want to get to. But first, we want to know that we like them. First, we want to know that we can trust them. First, we want to know that there's some kind of connection there and that they get us. Yeah, I think the connection thing is a big deal because when I think a lot about just the way in which you want to position any kind of business or brand, and actually I experienced this with you. So as I mentioned before, I've subscribed to your newsletter for... I think it's like two or three years. Like it's quite a long time. Um, <laughs> and we've crossed paths, you know, um, qu- quite a few different times. We've only ever met in person mm. once, which is amazing mm. to me, which is really recently because you're very much on my radar. And the thing that I love about what you do across your emails is because well, you're telling a story. So it's, it's really memorable. And I just remember thinking every time... I read through one of them that it gets me thinking about something and it makes me go a little bit deeper into, you know, for example, how I could be positioning my business or, or, you know, should I be telling a story along these lines? And it's just, it's really, it's thought provoking. What's, I guess, drawn me into to your business and, and, and looking at you a little bit further in, in a lot more detail is there is that connection now where I'm like, okay, I get it. Like, I understand this journey now that you take people on and, you know, and you do it brilliantly, obviously through your, through your email. So is that sort of your key area of drawing people into to becoming aware of you? Like, how do you do your marketing? You know, whether you're B2C or B2B, it's human to human. And I'm a people person. I like to talk to people. You know, I still like to go out. I like to network. I like to talk to people in person. I like to go to events where I know that people like me and people who are going to get what I do hang out, you know, (laughs) because I find when I can get in front of somebody and I start talking to them about what I do, almost without fail, people will say, oh, my God, I need that. I need that, you know, I need help with that. So I don't rely massively on, you know, the stuff I do online. But having said that, I do post it every day on LinkedIn, pretty much every day. And I have had some great, you know, response. I've had um, inquiries. In fact, I've had clients from just from posting every day on LinkedIn. I don't spend, I don't send people messages. I don't pitch to people when they've asked to connect with me. I just post my stuff every day short posts you know very very similar very long the lines of the weekly email that I send out and you know I always say I just I pick one thing that I'm going to focus on I keep them very short I keep them very concise I make sure there is one valuable takeaway there's always a story theme and I normally finish with a question like you said I'll normally finish with something that just keeps people thinking even though they've come to the end of my little story I'll leave them thinking about how they could apply that in their own business but yeah most of my marketing is face-to-face and then once I get once I you know connect with people I'll I'll ask them obviously if it's all right to put them on my list 
very GDPR compliant. Yes, very compliant. <laughs> 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 um, and then you know they will they get that little weekly reminder so I stay on people's radars you know I often get feedback from people saying do you know yours is one of the only emails I always open because I know it's going to be short I know it's going to be punchy I know it's going to be a, a good read and I know I'm going to take something away from it mm. that's interesting that people say that that they understand the format of it I actually just, I think it was the oh, a few episodes ago on the podcast, I covered the familiarity principle. So people understanding, uh, becoming familiar with something so they get to know it. And obviously it's the no like trust kind of format, right? So that's interesting that you get that kind of feedback. What I think you do, you, you're the ultimate content marketer and you probably don't even think about yourself that way. But uh, <laughs> by posting every day and putting out your messaging across LinkedIn, you've got your email that you've got going out every week. You do your webinar. You know, there's a lot of different things there that you're doing in terms of getting content in front of people. And I think the most powerful thing about that that you've mentioned is that you are staying front of mind. For example, when I met you and we've talked a lot about what you do and how you do it it just resonates with me so much because i think it's so it's so powerful from a from any kind of marketing perspective to get that story right and to be able to attract the type of customers that you actually want to attract into your business so i think it yeah it totally resonates with me and then, and then it is just about okay if you know for example somebody's not ready to make that purchase from you today you're keeping them engaged. They're seeing you all the time. They're on the radar. And even if it's that particular person that you've met that doesn't become a client or a customer, they'll then be talking to somebody else at another networking event. And, you know, they, oh, you know, you've got to meet this woman, Susan. She does this great thing with stories. You know, I just think it's, you know, content can be so powerful in that way. Absolutely. And I get that all the time. I got, I literally, I'm working with a client this week and I said to him where did you come across me because I he wasn't on my list you know he just he contacted me through LinkedIn but you know I said how did you how did you find me and he said oh and he gave me the name of a person that had given him my name so I went onto LinkedIn found this person and we weren't even connected and he's not on my list yeah so you know it's the ripple effect it's going out there you know and but that is the other thing about because my niche is clear I'm story and I stick to my lane I stick to my one thing you know people are always asking me to write other things I've been asked to write business plans I've been asked to write you know all sorts of things and I just stick absolutely stick to what I know that I do really really well which is story and you get known for it and I get tagged into conversations on Facebook and LinkedIn all the time because somebody's said you know I need I need to tell my story so there's there's that like you say there's that familiarity there's like people people know what I do I'm getting really I'm getting known for it my it's raising my profile it's easy to tell other people you can tell people in a word what I do and then there's that yeah that consistency that you know and I say to people your story's got to be consistent whether people meet you in person, go to your website, go to your social media, have a call with you, see you speaking at an event, it's got to be consistent. You know, they've got to feel like it's the same person, it's the same brand, it's the same story, it's the same, you know, it's all really consistent. Well, I think it's great that you've mentioned consistency too, because I, you know, I come across a lot of business owners and there's probably people listening that think about this sort of thing all the time where when you don't get an instantaneous result from something that they kind of throw it away. And the reason that I want to make that point is I, as you know, I have been following you for 
Like, I really do think it has been, it, it's got to be at least two years. And it really is only the last six months, probably, that you and I have had phone conversations and, you know, we've done little bits of work together and things like that. And it, so there was that whole 18 months. And I can't really tell you what it was that took me that long to get in contact with you. Maybe it was just the timing, for example, within my business. But had you stopped that email, then I may not have remembered, yeah, you know, what, what was happening. And I, so I always think as well, you know, if somebody suddenly thinks, we need, you know, we need to tell our story or something happens or they just suddenly have that realization. They, at the most, they only have to go back seven days in their emails to find me. Mm-hmm. It is that stay front of mind. And I've had people contact me months, you know, I've been on your list a year or 18 months. Um, and I often get replies. So I send the email out on Friday through MailChimp. And I often people will hit reply. And um, cause I can see that that's what they've replied to. And they'll say, Oh, you know, that, question you asked this morning that's really got me I I think I need your help can I book a call can we work together you know so it'll just it'll be the timing or it'll just be you've told them something a hundred times but you've told them it a hundred different ways (laughs) and today's the way that it makes sense and it's made sense and yeah and everything else so yeah really and there are are weeks that I'm really pat really busy and I think oh you know should I, I skip it? Should I, notice? yeah. Would anyone notice it but didn't do one this time? <laughs> but, you know, I can't, there is also that thing, I think, of your brand promise, you know, and your, your personal brand and those things that you said that you stand for and those things that people come to expect from you. And I'm, you know, I'm I'm kind of really make sure that, that I live and breathe it and walk the walk and do what I tell my clients to do and show up when I say I show up and, you know, and people do people people start to understand what you're about and you know people can trust you people can trust people have the confidence people who haven't even worked with me have the confidence to refer people to me because they they get what I'm about well, and yeah, they know you see that consistency across everything that you do and all of those stories are so powerful so it makes sense yeah I think it's great I love it I'm conscious that we're kind of bleeding over in time here, but would you like to tell us, are there any sort of final tips that you would like to share in terms of how people can get started or any tidbits of advice that you just think are really juicy to kind of get people started if they haven't really thought much about their story before? I mean, I do on my website, I've got a free workbook, which is where I've I've picked five brand stories. So Innocent Drinks is one of them, Um, but they're not all big brands. Some of them will be people you haven't heard of. And then I've literally gone through the five brand stories and dissected them to show you why they work, you know, why they're memorable, why they why they connect with people, and then give you some work and some questions and things to to help you to kind of apply those principles and, and what they've done to to your own brand story. So that's a free workbook that's on my website that people can download and just work through that workbook. I mean, I even, when I work with a done for you client, so I'm going to do all the writing, you know, I, I interview them and I often get them to fill in that workbook anyway, because it gives me great, you know, it just gets people thinking about things that they might not have otherwise thought of. Yeah. I, I ask them what stories they relate to and how they think it applies to them. And that's exactly what I designed it for the people that just, they get it, but they've got no idea how to get started. And they just want to, rather than start with a blank piece of paper, to actually work through something, answer questions, you know. So that's a really good good way to get started. I also often recommend to people that, you know, get outside, go for a walk, take your dog for a walk or whatever, hit record on your phone 
and just start talking into your phone. Just start talking about, you know, you, your story, what's led you here, why you do what you do, you know, all of those things. And just, you know, I think it's very different when you're walking and talking. It's very different to sitting at a laptop with a blank screen and, you know, start typing something. So I also have exercises on my workshops. I get people to unload their story. We do like a river of life exercise. I don't know if you've come across that. No. You, you draw a river um, across your piece of paper and then you kind of plot out literally those kind of defining moments Major along events. the way, you know, challenges, things that have changed you know things that have happened to significant people significant events you know just start to plot them along the river you know just times when you've been racing you know through and and you know times when you're kind of treading water and times you stuck times when there's obstacles in the way you know just that kind of using that analogy of a river so there's lots of ways of getting getting story but the, probably my top tip would be to stop worrying about that there's one story and it's got to be perfect start with lots of little stories because you'll have millions of stories you know absolutely millions and I know everybody thinks storytelling is the about page on their website but it's not it's a living breathing thing and it's you know it's going to be different depending on who you're talking to you might you know I tell different stories I depending on who I'm talking to depending Mm. what questions I get asked you know what comes up I, I sometimes when I'm speaking, I sometimes tell my story about my fear of public speaking. <laughs> you know, I've had people come to me and said, I want to work with you. And the reason I want to work with you is because I went to your website. I read your story and I saw that you had chronic fatigue and I've got chronic fatigue. So I knew that you'd get me and, you know, I, I want to work with you. Yeah, amazing. Which probably has nothing really to do with the business they might run, but it's just a way that they relate to you. Yeah, I love they that. They just know that I'll get them. They'll know that I'll understand. You know, they just, there's, there's, we're looking for connective tissue, you know. We're all out there. And, and I think it's going to be more and more important, more and more critical to connect as humans because, you know, it's also high we're all well, yeah, online it's a very noisy sort of environment now isn't it it's really difficult to stand up from the crowd and thousands of connections and that's everything right else. but yep. to actually connect with another human being because there's something in their story that that you relate to and that's you know moved you and and made you feel something and made you feel inspired and made you feel confident that they're the person that can help you get to where you want to get to that's very powerful yeah i love it Thank you so much for sharing that. I really do think that's helpful. I'm super motivated to go back and look at that guide because I remember downloading it a while back. Um, and I think if I've revisited it now, I might look at it in a yeah. different way too. So <laughs> thank you for reminding us about that. Um, obviously, we'll link to your website and all of your social media sites in our show notes. So we'll encourage everybody to visit those. But I just want to say a huge thank you for being here today and just sharing your, your own story, but then also the advice that you have around how to build a story into your business i think that was really phenomenal so thank you so much no cool it's been fun fantastic to have susan on the show today storytelling is just such a fascinating topic here are my top three attention grabbers from this episode attention grabber number one tell your three stories your personal story your company story and your customer story Really, really important to identify all three stories so that you can weave them through everything that you're producing for your business. Attention grabber number two, make the customer the hero of your story. 
So the hero is somebody who's trying to get somewhere. They've got a goal. They're on a mission. They're trying to get an end result. They usually come up against some kind of obstacle along the way. There's twists and turns in that story. And your role in the marketing becomes to show that you are the guide that can help them become that hero. This hero story, I always think about different movies that I've watched where this sort of uh, process plays out. So the one that I think most people are familiar with is going back to our childhoods, thinking about The Lion King. So Simba, he is the hero and he is trying to get somewhere. He has some very difficult things he deals with along the way, the passing of his father, getting ridiculed by his uncle. Um, There's a bad guy in there, which is his uncle. So he's got all these twists and turns and obstacles that he's facing. He then comes across Rafiki, and he's the guide. He's the person who helps him find his way to become a success and reach his objective right at the end of the movie. So as you can see, that's a really familiar format, and it's really important for you to think about how that plays out in your business so that you're able to make your customer the hero of the story. They're the main event. You're the person or the business that's guiding them to get that end result. Attention grabber number three, stay visible. Susan spoke about how she posts on LinkedIn every day. We also know that she sends out email broadcasts every Friday. She's so consistent with this. All of her posts and her emails are short and punchy and ask a question at the end. But she's very, very visible. So she stays front of mind to her prospects. She's defined a niche that is her ability to be able to craft stories for businesses. And she talks about that same subject over and over and over again, finds a hundred different ways of saying the same thing. But that really consistent messaging is what enables people to understand who she is, what she does, and why she's the best person to hire for somebody that's looking to tell a story. So that's it for this episode. Don't forget to connect with Susan via her social media channels and subscribe to her email list. I'd also like to take a moment to remind you to book your ticket to our upcoming content creation Kickstarter one day course. It's taking place on the 1st of February, 2019 in London, and we're running a really special promotion for our listeners of this podcast. For 10% off, use the code VAULT when booking. V-A-U-L-T, VAULT. I look forward to you joining me next time where we'll be meeting another business owner who will unlock their vault of marketing knowledge and provide us access to the secrets to their success in their business. You've just been listening to The Vault Podcast with Stacey Keogh. If you've enjoyed the show, she'd really appreciate you leaving a review on iTunes. And don't forget to head over to www.thevault.global for more free content that will help you build an effective marketing strategy.